Welcome to the Lutheran Outdoor Ministry Podcast. This is the place to be to hear all the latest news and information about the world's finest outdoor ministry network. And now, as always, here's your host, the Executive Director of Lutheran Outdoor Ministries, Mr. Don Johnson. Thank you very much, Dan, for that introduction. And what a great pleasure it is today to be talking with somebody who's a hero for all of us in LOM, and especially a hero right now, because he's the person who has been chairing the planning committee for the 2017 Annual Conference of LOM in Breckenridge at the Beaver Run Resort in Colorado. And we're looking forward to a great event. We're looking forward to a big turnout from all of our LOM colleagues. But the chairperson has been the executive director of Sky Ranch, none other than our good friend, Brad Abbott. And Brad, what a great thing it is for you to contribute your skills and your time and talent and everything else to make sure this is going to be a great event for us in your home state of Colorado. So, Brad, thank you very much, and thank you for being with us this morning for this podcast. Good to be here, and hope we can uh, be informative. So, um, Brad, before we get into the conference itself, how about you tell us just a little bit about yourself, Uh, especially Brad Abbott, as Brad Abbott connects with outdoor ministry, especially on a professional basis, year-round basis. How did, how did you get into this whole outdoor ministry thing that we all love so much? Um, I guess kind of grew into it. My dad was very active in helping to start a camp in uh, northern Illinois. It was a Presbyterian camp uh, that started in 1963. And uh, Growing up as a pastor's kid, um, I was a a little bit on the rebellious side. For me, I got to see a lot of the ugly side of congregational life with my father being the pastor there. So camp was a place where I felt faith was genuine and became very important to me and was what kept me involved in the church. As I went through college, um, I started working at that camp. Uh, I went to the University of Montana in Missoula, Montana, because I hated heat and humidity, which the Midwest is famous for, went out where it was dry and the mountains were. But anyway, I, I went back and gave it the camp that I grew up at and was involved there for several seasons, uh, even stayed on to do year-round ministry there, helped them redesign their summer program, because my first degree was in uh, rec management from the University of Montana. Um, Then I went on and got a music education degree, and when I was teaching in Montana, I was still working um, summers at a camp, first in Illinois, and then I started working. I got tired of driving all the way back to Illinois the day we finished classes, the day we finished camp, driving all the way back to start classes. So uh, I I was very involved um, every summer that I was teaching in outdoor ministry and finally went full-time after eight years of being a band director. Uh, I started full-time at Flathead. I spent a total of 18 years at Flathead Lutheran Bible Camp in Montana, and then in the fall of 2010, entertained and ended up taking a call down at Sky Ranch in Colorado. 
So um, how long have you been at Sky Ranch now? Um, I guess this was my seventh season. Wow. So you've been 25 years in outdoor ministry full time. Yeah. Basically, well, just under because some of that was summertime. But yeah. Yeah. Pretty close. Holy cow. That's that's amazing. It's been a career for you. And how are things going at Sky Ranch these days? Good. Um, the first few years here, 2011 was my first summer. We had a huge windstorm, um, destroyed some <clears throat> outlying buildings and some vehicles and tore some roofs up. 2012 was the High Park Fire where we were evacuated and the Bears took over our lodge. 2013 was uh, we were evacuated for over a month because of the historic floods in northern Colorado. And so by the time 2014 came around, I uh, was waiting for the plague and feeling a bit like Moses. But um, no, we're doing really well. Um, we had our 50th anniversary a couple years ago. And part of that was uh, redoing our shower house, which was archaic to say the, the least. It was um, not only rustic, it was rusty and uh, kind of a piece of garbage. And so we have replaced that. And then uh, looking at next year, you know, we are looking at two new building projects because of the success of that. So Awesome. And how do you like living in the Rocky Mountains? I, I actually live in Fort Collins. Um, yes. Sky Ranch is a seasonal ministry. During January, February, March, we do not even try to get into our site. Um, the site itself is at 9,200 feet and uh, at the end of a long gravel road. So uh, personally reside here in Fort Collins, and it's great because you get 300 days of sunshine every year. You get the snow, you can get into the mountains whenever you want. But uh, at camp itself, it's really beautiful because we have no internet. Um, for campers, there is a, a satellite internet that works occasionally for us, but there's no cell phone coverage. So you're you're basically, it goes back to the old days of outdoor ministry where you didn't have all the distractions, which is what a lot of the camps were started as. Yeah, and I know that a year and a half ago when I was out with you for the uh, as part of a consultation team for Sky Ranch that you put together with the Synod, when we went up to Sky Ranch, when you took us up there, it was my very first time at Sky Ranch, and I was overwhelmed by the spectacularness. What a, it's just an awesome, beautiful sight. When you're up there and looking out at the mountains, you don't need any internet or technology. It's just so beautiful. When you mentioned uh, there's no internet uh, up there, I had a conversation yesterday with Tom Bly at uh, Camp Shalom in Iowa, and he was telling me they've just done a survey of a whole bunch of people who either connected with their camp or in their surrounding area. The number one thing that people are looking for in looking for a camp in the survey they did was uh, for their kids to get shut off from technology and screens and phones and that type of thing. So it uh, seems to be, at least in Iowa, a big thing for parents that, that the kids have an opportunity to live without technology for a while. So 
It's a good thing that uh, Sky Ranch, I think, doesn't have all that internet stuff. Hey, that's all a big aside from what we're talking about with this podcast. So, but let me ask you one other thing about uh, so as we move into the whole thing with the conference this year. To be the chairperson of the conference planning committee and to be members of the conference planning committee with everything else on your demanding schedule. Uh, what a, uh, It's no small task. I mean, it's daunting. Why is it for you that LOM is so important that you would take on this volunteer, uh, volunteer commitment for LOM? I got to be really honest. I had missed the meeting about three years ago, the LOM conference. <laughs> and I had told Randy and Dave Jarvis that I would be willing to serve on the committee when it came out West, um, as I had done before. And uh, when they came back, they said, okay, well, you are the chair of the committee. Um, so um, we talked a little bit and uh, the rest of the committee, um, I have worked with several of these people in the past and there were some new people that I had not worked with. Um, that I was excited to get the chance to to share with because there are people that are going to follow through and get things done and and wanted to make a difference with LOM. For all of us in the in the West, we're very separated. It's kind of an excuse for us to get together on the phone and have conversation and some collegiality, which is beautiful amongst the people out here. But it's also as a seasonal ministry, we're not one of these big million dollar budgets and. Uh, it's a, it's a way for us to support LOM other than financially. Yeah, well, I tell you, we really appreciate that. And you mentioned a couple of names, Randy Youngquist-Thoreau, who's our events coordinator for LOM on a, a very part-time basis, but does such a great job in terms of uh, providing the logistical support for all this stuff. And then, of course, uh, Dave Javis, who is at, Rainbow Trail, the other LOM organization in Colorado, and uh, Dave uh, has just is just now completing his second term on the LOM board of directors and has been serving as treasurer and uh, a commitment that we really appreciate. So Colorado has been hugely involved in LOM and all of us in LOM really appreciate that. And this might be a little bit unfair, Brad. I have a hard time when somebody asks me to just go through a list of names off the top of my head. Who else has served on the planning committee for the conference with you? <clears throat> Good question. We have several people um, from Flathead, Nathan Clements. Nathan has now taken a call to a congregation in Iowa, so has just left Flathead Lutheran Bible Camp in Montana. Um, Kyle is uh, one of our uh, committee members um, that is still at Flathead. Andrea Schofield is from Lutherwood in Oregon, uh, is on the committee. As you mentioned, Randy and then Katie Clark used to be with Mount Cross um, when we started this, is now doing something else, but is still involved and still committed to LOM and still serving with us. Great group. And um of course, your group has been primarily focused on planning for the program and planning for what 
people will experience at the conference and how they will be impacted. If you would, uh, Brad, please tell us a little bit about what we can expect about this conference theme and some of the overarching program emphases and, and things like that. Um, I think it's important um, from the beginning, the committee, we started looking at what we wanted this conference to be about. And in lieu of, or in light of the fact that it is our 500th celebration of the Reformation, we figured that would be an integral part. And we uh, use that as saying, okay, yeah, the Reformation took place and uh, let's not just spend our our time celebrating what was, but what does that mean to us to practice a relevant faith in our current situations, uh, in our current ministries, and in the current political crisis um, climate that we have right now. So um, it was taking a look at what was and how that gives us the freedom to change and to be agents of change for the church. Um, In doing that, we wanted to kind of balance things out and do it a little differently because one of the things um, when you come to a place like Colorado, you want to enjoy the environment you're in. Uh, Breckenridge is at 9,600 feet, beautiful area. We wanted people to be able to get out and experience a little bit of Colorado. And so we're trying to balance education, um, bringing forth, you know, some relevant topics for us to discuss, um, giving people Um, some free time to explore. But uh, the other thing that I think is vital is a lot of what happens at the conference is not in the middle of a big session. It's it's the individual one-on-ones or small group dialogue that happens with our colleagues and that networking that allows us to be vulnerable with one another and to be honest with one another where I mean, let's be honest, a lot of the church doesn't understand what the heck we do. And so to be together with people that can say, yeah, I understand, Uh, this is a great part of our job. These are the great things we love, but these are the things that really suck. And be vulnerable to one another and say, yeah, I'm having trouble with this. And having the support is, is vital for us as we were planning this conference. So we're trying to find a balance to that. So for us, the mornings are going to be filled with a keynote speaker. We will break into small groups, come back and and share some responses for that. Uh, The early afternoon is going to be time for um, logistical stuff, um, some presentations like Jake Sorensen. It'll be our LOM meetings, um, those types of events. And then uh, the evenings and, and late afternoons is a time for us basically to, to go out and have some of that unstructured time so that we do have time for those side conversations. Uh, we're including, we call it open time. It's, there are conferences that are built around that, but there's going to be a specific time where people get to bring up and have their Uh, individual concerns and meet around that, but they can do it at most any time during the conference, but especially on Thursday afternoon. So those are some of the things that as we look at this, we try to keep in mind. So fitting that into the Reformation that gives us Monday is a chance for us to gather. We're going to use some traditional worship, sing a little Mighty Fortress, and uh, hopefully have an organish sound there 
that we can uh, lift our voices in celebration, but then understand for the rest of the conference, what does that mean for us moving forward um, and how does that set us up? So Hans Wiersma will be joining us on Tuesday to help us reimagine what that means for our ministries. Um, Beth Schwartz, who is not involved with the, the Lutheran Church, um, is going to be joining us on Wednesday to help us look at systems of change and how that affects our organizations and giving us some tools. And then um, Cece Mills from the churchwide office, the Cloyd churchwide office, uh, will be joining us on Thursday to help us look at what does this mean for us as we try to reform and, and refocus our, our ministries. Oh, man, this sounds, um, it, it sounds really good. And one, one of the things I really like about it, Brad, is that the conference that you and your group have put together, it sounds to me like it sort of encapsulates what, what LOM is all about. Opportunity for those of us who are in outdoor ministry to work together and to pool our strengths and our, our skills and our passions in such a way that we can help all of us assure strong and vibrant outdoor ministry anywhere where we are. And it seems to me like um, you're putting together an event that makes that possible and also acknowledges uh, the fact that we are outdoor ministry people, for heaven's sakes, the kind of experiences that we provide that provide for refreshment, rest, and um, and building uh, mutual support, uh, that's uh, part, part of what you've built into this whole thing. Sounds great to me. So in any event, you mentioned a few of our speakers. You mentioned Hans Wiersma. Uh, that's a name that's um, a little bit familiar to me, but uh, if you could just tell us just a little bit who he is, what he, where he comes from, that kind of thing. Uh, Hans is actually uh, at Augsburg College. Hans uh, has grown up with outdoor ministry. He actually was one of the people that helped start the uh, sailing program at Flathead Lutheran Bible Camp way back in the day. Wow. Uh, so he has a history of understanding outdoor ministry, and he has done a, a lot of work um, with Luther and been over in Germany helping to look at who Luther was, um, the good and the bad, and then uh, is very, very well versed in Reformation theology. So a great person to help us say, okay, this is what was, but this is what is. Um, as a professor there, he works with uh, younger students and um, can help us understand, you know, things are changing uh, for the church and for our congregations. And what does that mean for us? And so we're excited to have him with us for that. Awesome. And the, you, you mentioned another, um, another name that's unfamiliar to me, uh, a person who's um, not uh, in the Lutheran uh, family, but uh, talking about systems and stuff like that. Who was that person? Um, Beth Schwartz is from, she's a native of Portland, Oregon. She comes from the business side of things. And uh, Andrea Schofield has heard her talk and, and worked with her on some different things, helping systems, helping organizations address change, see the need for change, but also equipping them with some of the nitty gritty things to, to make change happen for your organization, to, to keep them healthy. And so I think that'll be nice for, for us to bring in somebody from the outside as well. 
Yeah, absolutely. Fantastic. And then you mentioned CC Mills. CC um, is a good friend of mine. Uh, I've known her for quite a while now, and she's a good friend of outdoor ministry and, in fact, serves on our board of directors of LOM. And, and she, uh, of course, is the director for African Descent Ministries for the ELCA. CC is um, so good. My experience has been she is so good at a group of people like we'll have together at the conference in experiencing what's been going on and then putting it in concise terms that help to just send everybody away galvanized and um, just really inspired for uh, what it is we've been experiencing. So I think she's a super good choice for that uh, role that she's going to be in with the conference. Were there any, uh, those are the major keynoters, right? At the conference? Yeah, because we have keynotes Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday morning. Yeah. Uh, those are the keynote speakers. She kind of wraps things up for us. And then Thursday night, we have closing worship. Uh, Bishop Jim Gonia uh, from the Rocky Mountain Synod uh, Office of the Bishop will join us and, and be part of that. His kids have worked at camp, all three of them. Um, so he's not a stranger and understands outdoor ministry and is, in fact, part of the team um, right now. Get to share this with you for the first time. Um, we are working with Dave Jarvis um, and the people down at Rainbow and Sky Ranch and the congregation from Messiah Mountain, which is a congregation in Denver that owns property and has had a kind of a retreat area about 20 minutes outside of the city of Denver. And that congregation is trying to figure out who they are and what they're going to be in the future, but have decided to help create a third outdoor ministry site in um, the Rocky Mountain Synod that will be its own 501c3 under the auspices of the Rocky Mountain Synod, um, and then be helped uh, as they start to grow. So it's kind of birthing a new ministry here. So uh, he's going to be very involved with that as well. Awesome. Yeah. It, I mean, it's obviously a, a great program that you put together, and I, uh, I, I think it's going to be uh, really good to get all of us together around some of the some of the uh, issues that will be uh, that will be brought onto the table by our speakers and everything like that. So, uh, really good. And you've already identified some ways that this will be a little bit different from perhaps some other. Uh, conferences that that we all experience these kind of gatherings from time to time are there any other ways that you see this particular conference as being particularly unique from other conferences or conventions or gatherings that people may have been to um i think the big thing for us is we don't have a ton of workshops scheduled for people to be part of. So we started with the idea of the keynote speaker. We will break into small groups in the morning after that to discuss what has been said um, and then join together to, to hear back from the small groups kind of as they report back. So it gives us a chance to digest what is being said and to 
um, get some feedback and to share our own ideas because in a big group, it's really hard to do. And then with the open space idea added on to that, uh, instead of the workshops, it, that allows us to identify what the different people feel are great needs and they raise those up and then we can help facilitate conversation at different points around that, that topic, uh, which is a little bit different. Um, worships, we're, we're going to start very traditional, and then we're going to do some different things. Um, we're not always going to have a sermon. We've got a drama coming in, um, dealing with uh, who are we as, as Lutherans even, um, taking a look at that and really, you know, confronting the fact that we're pretty white and we're pretty male-dominated. The, the LOM conference has been, for a relatively small organization, you know, a little less than a hundred outdoor ministry organizations are members of LOM by virtue of affiliation with the ELCA. You know, we regularly, we've been getting up, you know, upwards of 150 or so participants in the annual conference. And there are just some things that outdoor ministry people love about the LOM conference. And um, you have been at probably just about every conference in the last 25 years, Brad. What do you think are just um, inherent in almost every LOM conference that uh, people can expect to uh, experience in this conference? In other words, they're going to have some really unique things that are different and creative about this conference and what are some of the things that people may have grown to depend on in a really good way that you think they'll be taking that they'll be experiencing in this conference i'm going to be honest change is always conflictual so there are people that if it's not the same we're gonna <clears throat> it's gonna make them feel uncomfortable but the the comforting things for me of of the lom conference through the years uh there's some very basic things, and it's the collegiality. Um, I remember one of the first conferences I went to, Bob Keener, Ralph Yernberg, were very, very welcoming in, in saying, this is the future and bringing those new people. And they, they had done that for many, many years um, that I've been there. Just welcoming people in. Um, you were one of the people uh, back in the day that it was was like, this is the future. And how do we keep bringing the new people in and welcoming them to be part of this community? And once you feel like you're, you're in, you know, and, and accepted, I, I think it's, then it's safe for us to share who we are and, and share our vulnerabilities, which if you can come away with, you know, one or two really close friends, colleagues that you can confide in and, and uh, either have a mentor or, or have somebody there that you can bounce ideas off of, or if you're having a really bad day, calling up and say, man, why am I doing this job? This sucks. And they can talk you down from the ledge and, and help you um, keep perspective. And I think that's huge, especially for us out West where we don't have, um, we're, we're separated by a lot of miles. Um, that's really vital. The other thing I, that is very filling for me is worship, because um, we're so busy doing worship a lot of times, um, either doing congregational visits or at camp doing the worships 
um, and designing them that we don't get to actively participate all the time. So hopefully those will be filling as well. Brad, I think it's going to be a tremendous conference. I, in my mind, it, it would be ideal if every LOM organization had at least one representative at this uh, conference, and I could, into, I, I, I would say, wow, wouldn't it be something if we could have two or three representatives from every organization, and not only uh, the uh, outdoor ministry professionals, the uh, year-round staff people at all of our organizations, but also members of our organizational boards of directors. Uh, it would be great to uh, see a bunch of them experience this too. For those who do experience it, I think it's going to be a really, really great thing. And I'm so much looking forward to it. All my years as executive director myself, I would, I, I mean, it was one of the things that was just on my calendar and I wouldn't miss it come hell or high water. It was that important. So um, I commend you on what you have done with this, on what the whole committee has worked together on. I'm really grateful that you missed that meeting where you were elected the chairperson. And um, I, I'm going to ask you one final question as part of this podcast, Brad. For those who are still undecided about whether or not to be part of this spectacularly awesome event, What's your final word of wisdom to add to everything that you've already told us about the conference? Sometimes when we look at the finances, uh, we're always trying to justify saying, oh, well, this is a few days, you know, away in the mountains. I've got all these other meetings. I've got all these other things to get done. But it truly is a place where you're going to be surrounded by people that do the same kind of work you do and can help you. One of the things that we're really going to focus on is, okay, yeah. We are what we are, but if we're the cutting edge, how can we be the force of change for the church and uh, helping us to vision? And you need colleagues to help you do that. Um, the church is not, you know, an individual thing. The church is community, and that's vital for us in outdoor ministry. We preach it all the time. So if you truly believe what your mission is at your camp, you need to be part of the LOM. If it's economics, you know, call and check. There are scholarships available for people to, to be there because that's, that's what we're called to do. We are better together. So uh, You convinced me, Brad, and I'm going to go and sign up right now. I'm going to go to www.lomnetwork.org. I'm going to click on events. I'm going to click on annual conference. I'm going to click on a register now, and it will take me only five more minutes to sign up for the conference. Brad, thank you very, very much for taking the time today to talk with us about the upcoming LOM annual conference. Thank you very, very much for what you have contributed for all of our strength and vitality throughout outdoor ministry in the ELCA and all that you do, and most especially right now for serving as chair of the conference planning committee. Please convey our thanks to everybody on that conference planning committee. And we're looking forward to seeing everybody together building strength and vitality and uh, collegiality and networking 
throughout this whole outdoor ministry network. Looking forward to seeing everybody in Colorado. Thank you and have a good one. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the only official Lutheran Outdoor Ministry podcast in the entire world. Until next time, check out the Lutheran Outdoor Ministries website or our Facebook page. So long for now from the Lutheran Outdoor Ministries World Headquarters. On behalf of Don Johnson, have a wonderful day.